we basically just like won every like got top three every race. We were running fast, making money, and then we'd like go to like the post race after party, just get like drink a lot of beers, you know, and uh, <laughs> do it all over again. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a fucking sweet car. Beer Mile Nation, it's a new week. It's more podcast porn for your ears. We're the drinking podcast with a running problem. Here to bring you another hilarious conversation. What's up, everyone? We're going to be doing... We're going to be trying for a PB in the fastest intro ever on the Beer Mile Network. We, I think we've done this once before, so let's let's kick it off right now. Go, Chris. Tick, 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 tick. Just like the Olympics have inspired us, we want to set PBs in every way that we can. And so, yes, we're going to make this intro very short and sweet here to dive right into this hilarious conversation with Colby. Colby. Just ran 333 recently to win the Sunset Tour meet. He also ran a 350 road mile at the Guardian Mile. He was eighth at the U.S. Olympic Trials in the 1500 meters. This dude's really making a strong season here, racing almost every week, collecting on that prize money, uh, looking really good, and and doing it all without a shoe sponsor in the process. Yeah. So shoe today sponsors we, out there. Today we talk about uh, Colby's running, obviously, you know, running, running podcast. That's not really a running podcast, but we get into random shit like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon cards, baseball cards, uh, pretty much everything. And we learn about Colby's secret menu item as a self-proclaimed Dairy Queen expert. Today, we have some listener questions from the lap counts, sloppy seconds, really. Kyle Merber giving us the rest of what's on his brain for us to ask Colby. Sloppy seconds is all I've ever gotten. So I'm just used to it at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's allowed to go. (laughs) This is a a beta only podcast. (laughs) Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Colby, welcome to the Beer Mile podcast. We're excited to have you on, Um, especially coming off some of the recent success you've had. You've been hitting a little racing circuit, ran 333, which was the second fastest U.S. time. That's pretty exciting stuff. How how are you feeling about this season so far? Feeling good. Yeah. Um, just, uh, I w- yeah, I went to altitude this year. I kind of like temporarily like moved altitude this year and uh, um, just been, you know, working hard, staying. I, I've been healthy since like um, April, I want to say. So I've had a good solid like chunk of health. Um and, you know, not really doing anything special, just, yeah, I just like, I've always been capable. I know I've always been capable of running fast times and stuff. It's just like this thing, like you got to just have everything click, you know, but the, the yeah. mindset, the training, um, get those, get those nice spikes on, you know what I'm saying? For sure. um, yeah. But, but yeah, it feels great. It's been a lot of fun. Not always spikes the, that 350 mile that you just ran on the roads as well. I'm, I'm assuming oh, yeah. you didn't wear the dragonflies without spikes for that one. No, I did. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I was, I, that's what I, so at Liberty, I, um, I was eating lunch with, uh, uh, David Ribich and, um, I, who like some, some of the girls came over, um, like Maddie Alm and, and Sinclair and, um, and we were just talking about like, Hey, like what shoes are you guys going to wear? And, and they're all like vapor fly. I'm going to wear the, whatever the Adidas shoes called. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to wear the, um, dragonfly. And, uh, they were like, you know, they didn't catch, uh, I was joking. And I was just like, yeah, it's going to be really good. Right. Just take the spikes out and like plastic's really good on cement. Um, and St. Clair was like, 
she I don't think she really knows who I am or something because she was just like, um, is anyone gonna tell this kid? And I'm like, she said like, that loud. She said that to me. Is anyone gonna tell this kid? And I'm like, listen, I I I know I'm wearing the jet. I'm wearing the vapor fly. Come on, I'm being I'm just I'm not wearing spikes. You guys are crazy. Oh, you sold her pretty big on it though. Yeah, I think yeah, she's she, she going change into her spikes. <laughs> you can picture her saying that too. That, that exact yeah. phrase. <laughs> yeah, Just like a really confused face on. <laughs> right. Yeah. So where where was altitude at this year for training for you? Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Yep. The yeah. go to. The go to. Yep. That's not Boulder, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, when I first went to um, Flagstaff, kind of just tested it out um, last year during uh, like right before the pandemic really hit. Um, you know, we had we kind of had an indoor season, like everything seemed like it was all good to go. And then um, then COVID happened. But uh, yeah, I got to like test it out. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a the, all the tests say I'm a good responder to it. Um, and it's just a lot of fun getting that extra, like, I don't know, like I'm, 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 I just turned 30. I've been doing this since I was in like fifth, sixth grade. It's like, I know what workouts feel like. I know what like K repeats at whatever three minute K repeats feels like just random workout, but like going to altitude, it just adds that extra, like, oh, this is just a little harder. And mm-hmm. every run is just a little harder. And it's like, it's just, a, it's just a really fun kind of a new experience. Um, so you kind of just get, you get the benefits of like, uh, like training hard and stuff like that. But you also get the benefits of like, just like a new thing and new experience. And yeah, I love it out there. Do you think you're um, able to like, do you think the mental benefit is, is up there with the physical benefit? I know you're, you're a, you said you're a good responder to it, but there has to be something about um, not, I don't know, like there, you're not used, you can never get used to altitude, right? Like even if, even if you're the fittest you've ever been, and if you're a, if you respond heavily to altitude, like it's going to be different every time you go. I mean, I think you do get used to it somewhat like runs you at first, you know, I don't know if you've been, but like runs are really hard. And then like, Mm -hmm. you can, you, you end up getting out there and doing your normal pace and it feels fine. Um, uh, like I, like right before I left, I was out there for, since like January. Um, and right before I left and came out here to Ohio, um, you know, I was, I was, I was doing some, I, I we usually go down to Sedona, which is like 4,500 feet to work out, but I was just staying up in Flagstaff doing like just premium workouts, like just like three mile tempos and, um, like K repeats really like pretty slow, um, like five minute pace stuff. And, um, like that wasn't that bad. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like you do adjust. Uh, so yeah. Um, and like faster stuff is like, like you can sprint up there pretty fast too. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like there's some scientific stuff about that, but, um, uh, yeah, like, I mean, you just got to add the rest. You just got to add more rest. Right. Um, but but yeah, I kind of forgot what you said before, but oh yeah, the the mind the mindset thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it you do get that a little bit, but um like it's really cool. Like when you go down to sea level after you've been at, at altitude, it's like you get into the hurt locker like normal, but you can just like keep pushing through. It's like a really weird experience. Um 
yeah, it's pretty That's, fun. I'm, I'm hoping to I'm hoping to have that when I go back to Chicago. I'm in Colorado for the summer, and nice. you know, I'm ver- first time I've ever been at altitude more than like you know the normal ten day vacation or whatever yeah. you normally do. So yeah, two and a half months here. I better be in damn good shape when I get back. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I'll be I'll be very upset. But <laughs> yeah, just don't expect it to like be like you're gonna feel incredible because you'll right. probably feel the same. But you're just able. You're just you feel so tough. Like you're yeah. just like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grind through this. And it's like, I can keep going. Wow. Like, you know, I'm not rigging. Um, exactly. Yep. And what so what's your current training setup look like then? I guess both at the altitude camp and then as well as currently where you're at. And then you also mentioned you're you're moving as well. So yeah, how how's the training setup been the last year and what is it gonna look like going forward? Yeah, so um it's probably not gonna look much different than what it's been looking like. Um I've been working with Empire Elite, uh, Tommy Nohilly and John Trotman are my coaches. Um, so I moved out to Flag, um, and we kind of just like they, Tommy would make some trips, and John would make some trips out to Flag every once in a while. But um, I had a team, I had a couple teammates out there too, like Isaac Updike, and uh, like I met up with like you know, there's there's always so many runs that when oh, yeah. you can meet up with guys. But I do do a lot of stuff alone, um, and. Uh, that's that's cool uh, i had my girlfriend like she got she got a bike yeah she she rides a bike with me every once in a while and that that that's awesome that's a good um, that's a good girlfriend for sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but but yeah uh the yeah and then right now i'm currently in ohio and it's like it's tough i, I don't know about you guys but like when i go home it's like i can so quickly get out of my routine and it's just like it stresses me out because it's like i'm i'm staying up late I'm sleeping in, I'm like eating like crap and it's just like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it here, but I gotta get out. I gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah. yeah. I feel um, that. So yeah, I'm like, it's like, I got Falmouth on August 14th and I'm just kind of just like, maybe I'll just leave for that even earlier, <laughs> like rather than yeah. a couple of days before. But um, yeah, training, training has just been, yeah, the same. It it's it obviously changes when you're racing like every weekend. Um, you're not doing as many like workouts, you're kind of just like it's just pre-race, race, pre-race, mm-hmm. race. You know, you can sneak in a tempo over in some while or something like that. Um and then and then yeah, going I'm moving down to DC. Um, my girlfriend's job is in DC. So um going down there. Um and I'll probably pretty much the same, like going to head out to Flagstaff all, all next year and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Is your girlfriend not able to work remotely or is she able to? Well, she got her job, um, during, during COVID. Uh, so she was able to work remotely okay. up until by October. She's, she has to go in in October. Ooh, so got it. Hashtag return to work. Return to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh God. So you're, you're racing a lot this summer. Uh, is that partly as a way to make money, make prize money? I guess what you, what's your current situation as far as you, you don't have a contract, a shoe sponsor right. currently, correct? So is yeah. that part of the strategy then is to try to clean up on some prize money to, to make some coin? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of it and I'm fit as hell right now. So obviously, um, yeah. you know, I train, I, 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 this is why we do it. Um, and it's just racing is fun. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, why not? You know, I'm, I'm healthy. Uh, and, and yeah, the money thing is huge too. Cause I'm like, don't have any, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's great to, you know, be fit and, you know, arguably the fittest I've ever been. And, and, um, 
be able to race and make money and yeah. Then, yeah. Are there, are there any shoe companies that you're talking to? Does it look like a contract's on the horizon or anything we'll you're see. able to say, anything you're yeah. able to spill to us? <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know. I, uh, I haven't personally been talking to anybody, but, um, okay. well, yeah, I, maybe, I don't know, maybe some, maybe some shoe company will see this and, and hit, hit your boy up. But hopefully, hopefully we got, <laughs> we have all the, all the big agents, all the coaches, all the shoe brands. They're all listening to this yeah. podcast. You know, it <laughs> manscape manscaping, right? That's right. Manscaped. They, Maybe they they'll uh, make shoes. Uh, they do don't make wonder. shoes, but you know what? I think that might be better. You can just keep wearing the dragonflies and maybe they'll kit you up and give you a salary and that's Let's all that it. you really need. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> down. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you were with before the New Jersey, New York track club, uh, and with Hoka, how did that, I guess, how did you decide to join that group going way back? And then oh, yeah. how did you, how did your time with that club, uh, end ultimately? Yeah. Um, so it didn't, it didn't really like end. It was more of just like a little kind of a, just like a transition. Um, cause mm-hmm. like teammates were the same coaches were the same besides like gag gag isn't, wasn't coaching. Like, um, I don't know, like Tommy and John, John, they, they both kind of stepped up and just took bigger roles. Um, like I still talk to gag like every few days, you know, just as more than ever. Um, but yeah, so going way back, um, I'd, so I finished up in 2015 and I, you know, pretty like, okay, college career. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I got to be on that DMR, um, team that won, that won NCAAs. That was like yep. probably the highlight of my, of my, uh, time at Oregon. Um, it just kind of injured a lot. Um, so I wasn't really on any like shoe companies, radars or anything. Um, but then like right after I finished, it was like, of like, I flipped a switch just like right after eligibility ended, I just started running really well. Um, and I like improved, I ran down, like I ran like 336, um, improved my PR, I think from like 341 down to 336. And then, uh, just like ran a lot of races that summer, um, like competed really well, won some races. Um, and I was talking to Danny Mackey at Brooks beasts. Um, I was talking to Terrence, uh, man at, uh, Adidas, um, yeah. or well at the time it would have been Brooke or no, uh, Boston, Boston athletic club. I think that's what it's called. I think but, so. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and then, that those didn't really, it was kind of like a thing where like they were waiting kind of like for their higher ups to like get the, give the approval of like, um, yeah, we can do this. Like we can, we'll be able to like get you on the team, give you money, whatever you need. Um, and it, it just like was taking a while and flashback to what I was talking about earlier. I was living it. I had to move back to home and it was like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) You know, um, and so it was just very, it was just this pretty stressful time. And then like, um, you know, I would have joined Brooks in a second. Like that was like my, that's, that's where I wanted to go. And then, um, shout out to Danny. Um, and then, uh, like gags hit me up. It was just kind of like a perfect storm, I guess. Like gags just like called me out of the blue. Um, and it, I think I was even like, I was about to hop on a flight to either go to the Liberty mile 
in Pittsburgh or I was like on my way back. I can't remember, but he hit me up like right before I boarded. And basically it was just like, like come out for a visit, um, like in a few weeks or something. And I went out to the, for a visit and loved the guys. Like I was teammates with Johnny Gregoric, um, at Oregon for one year. So I loved him and, um, you know, got to meet like Kyle Merber and Ford Palmer and, um, and I knew Declan Murray from like high school and, um, it just kind of, it was just cool. It's just like gags is gags is awesome. So, um, I was just like, this is, this sounds great. Like enjoying a team with like some of the America's best milers and it seems like it'd be a yeah. good fit. So do you think, um, like you started racing out of your mind as soon as your eligibility ended, was it just like the pressure was off or you were able to like string together training without getting injured and actually see like the benefits from it? Uh, combination of both. Like I, I, I would definitely like in college, I was like a mental like wreck. Like I would like get to the starting, especially like the big meets, like um, regionals and in, in Austin. Like I would get, I would be so freaking nervous that I would like get to the starting line, and the race was just over before it even began. Like just totally drained. Um, and I like I never made it out of regionals. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was like a. It, it was almost like a my eligibility ended. I remember my coach being like, you know, like I had a job lined up at uh, Nike. I was going to do some like customer service thing at Nike. And uh, like me and Daniel Wynn were actually both going to do that. And then we, we, we ran really well and got to do, got to go pro. But, um, but yeah, like I, I kind of just stopped caring. Like, obviously I cared a lot, but I was just like, I know I'm fit right now, but I'm just going to stop like caring, I guess. And, you know, started like eating whatever I wanted, started staying out late, you know, just, just pressure off. And I like, yeah, just started running super well. Definitely definitely shows how much life, life stress and just in general, your mindset kind of just plays into your overall success and yeah, just letting things come to you, letting things happen and letting it flow. Yeah. Speaking of uh, one of the best, you know, one of the best American milers in the group at that time, uh, we have some listener questions from from a Kyle Merber. Chris, if you oh. want to kick him off. Yeah. So I guess going talking about, you know, your time with Kyle as teammates, how sick of you or how sick of you, how sick of him were you uh, after spending an entire summer with him? Wait, Wait, what? <laughs> wait, so what? Wait, what? How sick am I of Kyle after spending a summer with so him? So Kyle would like to know uh, how sick of him you were when you spent an entire summer together. Oh, he, he didn't specify. Oh. He didn't specify what year no, this I know was. So I'm not about. sure how far back. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. I think this is like 2017. It was either 2017 or 2018. Cause we always joked about how, like, like we'd go to USA's and obviously we all want to make that team. Um, and like, we'd always talk about how we'd be like, ah, oh, damn, like back to the summer circuit, like got to run all the summer, US summer races. And, um, you know, and so I forgot, I think, yeah. So 2016, we we're on fire. That year, you know, I roomed with like Johnny, like every single meet I was rooming with Johnny. And, uh, then the following year, I think it was 2017. We, 
Johnny made the team. Me and Kyle both didn't make the final. Um, I had been training for like, like two weeks, like leading into that. And uh, then we, yeah. So then I, it, it was flipped. So I, I, I roomed with Kyle, like at every meet and uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely sick of him. I, I can't remember. There was a certain point <laughs> where I was just like, yeah, I, I don't even know. I might've just like, he probably remembers better than I do, but I feel like I even like skipped some races. I was just like, I can't be around I can't Kyle. room with Kyle anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Super sick of Kyle that summer for sure. But he was probably just as sick as me, you know? Um, well, he, he told us that he absolutely loved every minute of it. Uh, so he, oh, he just, really? feel, he, yeah, totally. He just feels, he's just so well, sad that, yeah, that you got sick of him. You know, he, he loved every minute but, of it. That's, that's just how I am. I, uh, I get sick of people quick, you know, that's why, you know, that's why I love my girlfriend so much. I, I am not, I am not sick of her yet. We've been together for like four years. So that's good. Are you one of those people that like picks up on certain things that people do? And then you're like, Oh, I fucking like he chews with his mouth open. I can't deal with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, not, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not, like that too. It's it's not I, a bad thing. I, I, was yeah. say, I feel like everyone is to some extent. Just a matter sure. of like how ex, how extreme you go. Yeah, I mean, if we're like eating breakfast together every morning, and you're like smacking your cereal and slurping your cereal, it's like I'm obviously going to be super annoyed. You're crazy. Like, why aren't you closing your mouth? I don't know, but like, um, yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not like I'm not on like high alert at all times, looking for things that 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 are pissing me off, but. Um, fair enough yeah you, you you guys had uh between you and kyle and johnny you guys had like an insane number of sub fours uh like either the one summer or over a couple 20. summers where you yeah you guys like combined i don't even remember what the number was but it was like yeah. every meet every week just another sub four between all you. that was 2016 like the, that was a dream summer like it was so fun and it's something that i in the time like i wish i could go back and really like be in the moment more and and um because we were really doing something special that summer and we didn't like that was like really like 20 2015 was kind of like my little uh it was like a little taster of what's to come and then 2016 was like my really like my first professional season and summer season and so i just like figured like this is how it's always gonna be like every <laughs> summer is gonna be like this me and johnny and kyle we're gonna win every race go go one two three and you know it hasn't been like that since so uh yeah that was that was so fun like we basically just like won every like got top three every race we were running fast making money and then we'd like go to like the post race after party just get like drink a lot of beers you know and uh <laughs> do it all over again. and somehow like i i ran 334 that summer i forgot what month that would have been maybe in like august or something but it was like after like quite a bit of doing that like racing yeah. partying racing partying and like still managed to run a pretty pretty good pr but that's awesome PR no more <laughs> new, new pr now that's right finally taken right. down that's finally. right <laughs> Took a while. What, what what do you think then uh Man, okay, I got a couple different directions I could go with this. One thing I do want to ask is, I guess, look, going back to joining, or you, you mentioned that you, you know, you, you did pop off kind of after college and were able to go pro. Was the plan still at that point to always continue running 
even if you did have to work a full-time job, were you still going to try to pursue it on your own, even without the contract? Yeah. I, I told gag, um, that was one of the kind of the things too. That was kind of like the agreement, um, that like I told gag, like, or gag was like, you're, you're probably going to have to get a job, um, to be able to like continue to do this. Like we can help you out a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I told him, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I can do that. I'll just go work at a running store or something. I'll do something. Right. Um, um, I ended up not needing to, you know, so thankful for, for gag and stuff to help me out with that. And then, uh, um, then I ran well enough that summer to, to, well, I got, I got signed by Hoka, I think like right before the trials. So there was a few races that went well to make that happen, but mm-hmm. that was the plan to make it happen. Yeah. I, I still like to this day, I don't, I, it's still like, it kind of stresses me out. Like, I don't know what I want to do after running. And it's like the time's ticking down here and it's like, I got to start really thinking about that. But, um, yeah, no, I feel like people in the running community though, like everyone finds something to do Mm -hmm. no matter like, cause like whenever your, your time is your time is, and like people just fall into something, maybe it's just like the grace of the sport. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it seems to yeah it seems to work out like it's like i could i'm i i know so many people in the sport now like i'm sure i could make coaching work out if i wanted to really want to do that i'm just not sure like i don't really i don't know if i really have a passion to coach mm-hmm. um but yeah i'll figure something out it's it's sure if you think about like the number of people well i guess for any any pro athlete but like your network is huge between everyone you've competed against, been teammates with coaches, agents, like shoe brand. Like, I mean, between all of those people that you've met over the years, someone's going to have a job for you. It's such a small world, like this professional track world. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's so small. Like, and I know, yeah, I know so many people. So, so do you think then, uh, what do you, what do you got in you? One more Olympics, two more Olympics. Like how, how are you definitely looking at one the more. future? Okay. Yeah, definitely one more. I, I'm, I'm, I'm most likely going to call it after 2023. It would be no 20. Yeah. 2024, 24, 24. 24. It's where everything's all, uh, yeah. out of whack now. <laughs> right. Yeah. 2024. Um, and it's like, so I'll get world, world Olympics mm-hmm. and then there's another world, but you know, I don't know. I feel I, I've been like getting pretty, like I've been doing pretty well, well at strength stuff this past year, past two years. Um, and it's like, I would never in my life would have ever thought that I'd give the 5k a shot, but I feel like maybe towards the end there, if the strength, if I keep improving in the strength stuff, like mm-hmm. shoot, I'll give it a shot. Um, be kind of fun. Uh, go out there and like break 14 minutes and (laughs) be be a happy man. No, um, no, yeah. I, uh, yeah. So yeah, 2024 it is. All right. And then, and then you can step up to the marathon after that. Cause that's where the, that's where the big money is. If you can, if you can place at the big uh, races, but if they let me ride a bike, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) What's on your, um, so just looking at like potentially your last Olympic cycle, what, what's on your mind as like a bucket list for running bucket list. Like it could be anything like, I mean, I'd love to run Monaco. Um, that'd be amazing. Uh, you know, obviously making a team, any team would be awesome. Uh, 
really, honestly, I just want to run a diamond link, like any diamond link. Like I've, I've done the international mile at, at pre-classic. I think it did that in 2017, but it's like, it's like not really a diamond link race. Um, you gotta get in that Bowerman mile. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, like that's definitely a bucket list thing. Um, I want to win guardian mile. This is the road, right. The road mile yeah. I just, just did. Um, cause that's, that's like my home meet, my home race. Uh, Hmm. Yeah. I mean, those are the things that come, pop in my mind immediately. Uh, yeah, I'll keep thinking though. No, no goals to get, uh, I don't know. Are you a Strava guy or no? Do you, do you put I some have Strava? a Strava, but, but I just have it. Like I just, uh, it, like when I, so my, this is my girlfriend's watch. It's a, Oh, it's a cool. It's a Coros. or something like that. <laughs> the color is pretty good, right? Oh, oh, it's, it's, white. You know, it's just white. Yeah. I think yeah. your I think your camera is a little, uh, weird there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a white one. What's the lowdown on the, on the, what is it? Coros? Coros? Coral. Yeah. What's the loadout? Yeah. No, the lowdown. Like, are they good? Lowdown. Dude, it's pretty awesome. I had a polar. Um, we like the polar was given our team free watches for a while. And like, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. Um, but my strap broke. I had it for a few years and my the strap broke. And then, um, like they weren't giving us any new ones. So I, it was in the middle of the season. Like my girlfriend let me use her watch and it really opened my eyes up. I was like, this watch is sick. And it like it, I don't know. It's really easy. Like it's got an, a great app. Everything gets uploaded. Like you finish your run and it just gets uploaded immediately to like whatever, like final surge and Strava and stuff. Um, and it's cool. Like it has like a little map of like where you went, like right after you get done running. Um, I don't know. It's, I feel like they came out of nowhere, but I start, I started seeing them on Instagram and it's like, huh, yeah. like they look, the, um, watch face looks really nice yeah. compared to the old ass watches I was using. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was always just like a stopwatch guy, you know, just give me uh, start, stop, reset. It's all you, you need. Um, yeah. but it is, it is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I'm, I, I have a Strava, I have like no followers on there. Um, but yeah, I, I never like, I never type anything on it. It just like uploads automatically. Like, here's what I Got did. It. Um, Got it. Yeah. All right, listeners, everyone go follow him. Give him a thousand followers. No, the only <laughs> reason I said that is I was going to make a stupid joke about uh, you could just chase Strava segments as like your, your, the bucket oh, yeah. list. Oh, my, my bucket list is to get a hundred Strava segments in my yeah. hometown or whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Speaking of the Strava segments, I did a run, um, uh, like last week, early last week, um, in the Metro parks here in Cleveland, like great running here, by the way. Um, uh, and I did this whole, I did this trail and like, there was this super steep hill. And I guess that was a segment. Like after I got done with my run, I noticed that was a segment and I was like, maybe like third on it. And the person right under me was Clayton Murphy. Cause he lives, he lives here in Cleveland. Right. Um, so I was, you know, I was pumped to take him down in the segment. That's right. Uh, pretty sweet. Yeah. So my Strava <laughs> though is a, a Charizard picture of my, my Pokemon card, the Charizard Pokemon card. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that, I, that deserves way more followers then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, things, things. I've been really looking up all my car. I got all my cards out of my closet. 
and looking oh, up man. these cards, they're worth a lot of money. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you got the yeah. OG ones, yeah. I got yeah. like all the base set ones. I got a yep. sick collection. You guys are impressed. Got to hold on to those bad boys. Oh, I'm holding them on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna sell them. Oh man, I've been debating that myself actually because I was a huge Pokemon card collector back in the day, and yeah, I was debating like, okay, do I start selling off some of the ones that are like you know a couple hundred bucks each or whatever, just because I can get the money now? But yeah. I'm like, you know what? They actually mean more to me just to like be able to go yeah. back and look at them. So yeah. I, I I love yeah. them too much. And like my so my dad's got an insane baseball card collection, and like I know you're thinking like everybody's dad has an amazing baseball card collection, but it's like, it feels like there's only 50 dads who are like, (laughs) we have every single card. No, he's got, he's got like, my dad's got like every top set, like full complete set from like the seventies to like 2012 or something. So he's got like, he basically got like every single freaking card. (laughs) <laughs> every rookie card you could think of he's got yeah it's incredible um and he's got a bunch of other stuff too but That's yeah amazing. so what i was gonna say is like he got those cards I mean, he's got really old ones too but like he got those really old cards you know when he was little that's kind of like his pokemon cards yep. totally. and he's had plenty of years he could have sold them and you know he never did and now they're worth like a trillion dollars and like <laughs> You know, he's never going to sell them. So they're really worth nothing. But um, I'm probably going to do the same thing with my Pokemon cards. I'm just never going to sell them. And Yeah, um, man. In like 30 years, uh, everyone's going to be like, dude, my dad's got all these fucking Pokemon cards. Like, what what was this dumb game when they were little? Like, (laughs) no, no. Pokemon's just going to keep growing. Everybody's going to know what it is. I think so. Maybe, maybe. maybe. There's going to be real Pokemon, like arena, like CGI like we're not like, we're gonna be for sure we're gonna be too stuff. old to comprehend all this shit but it'll be sweet <laughs> it will yeah. be sweet yeah It'll buy buy and hold forever cards that's the lesson <laughs> for today that's just the yeah. key to, key to happiness yeah so i saw before the oh i was gonna say i saw before the guardian mile you and johnny were playing some magic so what's the uh, i don't know did you actually play pokemon or did you just collect the cards and then like what's your go-to game you know between like magic or like Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon like is magic the game of choice magic's the game of choice for sure okay uh pokemon i learned pokemon back in the day but i it never really like i never played it i just collected them um, pokemon always felt like cool I didn't know if I was too dumb for it, but it felt like it was yeah. always really slow, uh, like play a uh, pace of game. Like I the game plays, the game plays not as good as Magic or Yu Gi Oh or any of those. It's not really. Yeah. It's more collecting the cards for sure. Yeah, and but, I mean that's the whole thing with Pokemon though is you got to catch them all. You know, so I was like, <laughs> right. I gotta get all the cards. I gotta catch all the cards. You know, so um, yeah. But Magic is super fun um like shout out to anyone listeners who want to challenge me like i'll kick your butt on magic arena yeah um do you have to buy cards on magic arena or do you like how does this shit work because i have no idea it's a free game but you know it's one of those things where like you have to pretty much buy the cards to get your collection to make the decks or you could do drafts which are super expensive um it sucks that it, it's like so expensive and then you have the pa- like paper magic which is way more fun than the online version playing in person is way better but you have to buy those too so oh yeah. they're not something you can like 
okay i thought it was no. something where you would like scan it in the app and you're like oh you that's got it what, for both well that's yeah. bullshit that's the way they should have done it like if you buy yeah. the cards they should have some type of like little qr code um where you if you buy the cards you can scan it into arena and you can only scan it one time so you can't like you know do it multiple times they should have done something like that yeah. um because yeah it's it, kind of bs like you're just buying duplicates the, yeah the only thing i like I've been, I've tried to understand magic. I have no concept of the game, yeah. but the only thing I do know is everything is like a million dollars. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the really like <laughs> the really old cards are worth a lot. Um, but the cool thing about the magic cards is like the most valuable cards are they're valuable because they're really good cards in the game. They're not valuable because like, they're they look just look cool or something like that you know um so that's like the best cards will always like the most op cards will always be the most valuable valuable um like dollar wise and yeah i I tried to play magic for maybe a year or two in like elementary school and i i think i understood the rules and everything like that but yeah it is kind of it was just different because there's like basically infinite cards and you can go and like just i don't know go to the cards back in the day go to the card yeah. store i don't know what people do now but that we had a card store and i said you go there you like literally look through every single card and it's like yeah. each one's a dollar or something and you like pick out like oh yeah i want yeah. that one that's a good one and it just yeah. was so much work for me versus like at the time yeah. pokemon there's yeah. 150 of them it's like i just gotta get 150 <laughs> that's enough <laughs> so you have to play so you would you should have played the the the, the game st- it's standard which is like the um it's like this, it's like maybe like the last like six sets or so. Um, and you can only make decks within those sets. And oh, okay. you, what you were doing is you were playing more legacy, which is any cards ever go. Yeah. And so you could have just got went and bought like with your million dollars, you could have went and bought like a black lotus, and it's like the most OP card ever. And it's like, like two, isn't it like two grand? Something it, like that. Oh, it's probably more. It's it's yeah, it's that card's <laughs> worth a lot of money. <laughs> I want to say, I, I, yeah, it's probably like a hundred grand or something crazy. Holy shit. All right, I'm, I'm looking this up. As, it's just as much as like a Black Charizard, Lotus. first edition Charizard, I want to say. Um, but the game is really difficult to learn. It's mm-hmm. it's so hard. Like I'm still oh like, I still get thrown off. Have you competed in tournaments or like competed for money or is it mostly no, just friends? No, no. I got into it pretty late. So like my brother was really into it um, when he was younger. And then, uh, and then we basically like didn't play for forever. And then probably like five, six years ago or so we started buying like at Christmas time, we'd buy each other, um, like a pre pre-made deck. Um, and then we'd play with those decks and then we'd never, then we like for the rest of the year, we wouldn't play and Christmas time, Christmas, yeah, Christmas would yeah. come again and we'd do it again. And then like, so maybe this was like, I don't know, more than five years ago, but then like, um, a few years ago, it just kind of stuck and we started, and then like magic arena came out, which is the online version. And, um, we started like, just, we really, like really got into it. And so yeah. we have like a pretty sick collection. It all stays at my, my older brother's house. Um, and we got like a database online. We plug all the cards in, see how much they're worth and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we we play a lot. Like we built like a cube. That's so when when you saw that picture on Instagram of me and yeah. Johnny playing, we drafted this uh cube 
um, which is uh, just like a set of cards from our collection that we put together. Um, just like really fun cards and uh, synergies and stuff. And um, you draft it with like f- whatever, three or four people. And then you make your own decks and then you play each other like round robin. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty so blast. I'm really nerding out right now. I can't. <laughs> great. I can't believe that. So I looked up the the card price trends for the Black Lotus. Right yeah. now, the cheapest it says you can get it is for fifty seven thousand dollars. Yeah. Holy moly! Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Man, that that hurts my brain to think about. And that card's well, nuts. It's like it costs. So the mana cost on that, which is like. How much it costs to play the card? It's zero, I'm pretty sure. So and then free, so like, that means? Then you what? So that's mm-hmm. like free. You don't it's need free. Anyway. Okay. It's free. And then you can either like, I think you can like tap it or sacrifice it. And you like just get three black man or mana of any color or something like that. Which is like crazy. So you can play something for like four, like a four cost thing on turn one, which is just insane. Yeah. So. Damn, Damn, I kind of want to. I kind of want to learn magic now. Yeah, download Arena, man. I'll play with you. <laughs> All right, I'm. I'm putting that in my notes. <laughs> I was gonna. Hey, yeah, I will now, take no mercy. Now I have to look back at my collection that it's sitting at my parents' house and see if I have anything in there worth any money because that's just yeah. that is. <laughs> Chris that's is something I haven't on, even looked at. Chris in is a going long on time. a second a second sabbatical because he finds a fuckload of expensive <laughs> magic cards. Dude, yeah. what if I what if I have one of those cards and it's worth hundred k? It's like boom, I, I don't have to work to for a couple more years. Here we there go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, how about let's let's go with another listener question here. So. We Dude, want to hear. You, you ask people. <laughs> Dude, people we just call in. People like... just people just send shit, man. <laughs> so you, how did they know that was going to be on the podcast? I think we just put it on our story, right? Oh. No, we we didn't this time. This time, oh, we did didn't. you? Did you ask? Okay, I just, you asked I just, people. yeah, I just slid into some DMs. That, oh, that's sick. usually the best way to do it. Uh, <laughs> so I guess it's it's it's. I don't know. I think it's a listener question. I guess not They're verified that it's a listener. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, tell us about your fishing trip in Alaska. Oh, man. That was so much fun. Um, so, yeah, we went out for this race in Alaska. It was We were trying to like be the first people to break. or for every The group of people was trying to be the first person to break four in Alaska. Um, Trevor Dunbar, um, good friend of mine, put it together. And... Um, the, yeah, so, you know, I never, I didn't end up breaking four. I got close twice, but the fishing trip was the highlight. That was so fun. Um, we, we like got these ATVs. It was freezing cold. We got these ATVs and we were driving through water, like up to your shoulder, like up to your neck, like so deep. Um, I can't believe we didn't get stuck. I actually, I take that back. I think I got stuck twice. Um, but yeah, I had, my co-pilot was Ben Blankenship and I had him dying laughing the entire time. And like, we haven't spoken since, but I thought he loved me back then. Um, you know, but that's, that's him. That's, that's Ben for you. Uh, but yeah, it was so fun. I call it no fish. So I didn't break four. Oh, fishing is never about catching fish, fish, man. Everyone caught fish though. Like there was literally like we went to this spot where there's just like a thousand fish and you could see them. And like, I could have probably just jumped in and just grabbed them, 
And like, I put my line in there and I never caught, they wouldn't bite. Like I, we were out there forever and I didn't catch one fish. Um, one of the, I think actually did catch one thing and it was like a rotting, it was, the thing was like, like a log bad. or something. Like a zombie fish by the time, like, so I was like, that didn't count. I needed to get one of those big salmon. One of those alive um, one. What? One of the alive fish. Alive right. fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was super fun. Um, I, I want to do it again. Like I want Trevor or somebody to put it together again. I know Isaac Updike wants to, wants to go do it. Um, yeah. I remember when that, that, that happened, that was, yeah, that was really cool at the time. And it it was also like thinking way back when Trevor Dunbar ran his two mile in high school in Alaska and it's like snow snowing like crazy and they're scooping the track in front of him. That is like, I don't, that just, made me think of that and like watching that several times back in the day. Cause yeah, running like nine Oh one all alone. And they're like scooping the snow in front of him as he goes, but he's still that, like basically running on the snowstorm. Just that video needs to like go down in the hall of fame of running. If there is one for sure, like they needs to be like, just like take it off of YouTube, put it on a hard drive and it needs to be like sealed up. So we never Ooh, lose that should, it. That should be an NFT. We can make an yep. NFT yeah. from that YouTube video. Great idea. Oh my god! Yeah, I'd I'd fucking buy that in a second. Yeah, put that. You yep. get that on an NFT, like just like a bunch of other highlights, like Selinski breaking the American record, like and yes. you got like R- Ryan Fenton like going nuts and stuff, and I don't know what else comes to mind, but yeah, that's a good idea. There's, yeah, that's a that's a business idea. Yeah, yeah. Let let Trevor. Well, I guess this flow track on that video. I can't remember if they own the video or if Trevor owns it. But if Trevor owns it, he better get oh, on. Uh, make flow track. Oh, that that video might have been that video I, I can't remember I, I i think it was just filmed by trevor's family so i would assume yeah. that he technically owns it but I, I don't remember where i saw it if i saw it on youtube or flow track back in the day yeah oh huh? okay i actually I, want to spend money on that so that's like free money for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right another one from mr kyle can we hear about your knuckleball i'm interested to see what this is yeah um, yeah so i have a pretty nasty knuckleball I'm thinking about going pro because um, the cool thing about the MLB, if you're a knuckleballer, you can throw, you can throw forever, you know, mm-hmm. you're, not so, gonna, you're certainly not going to hurt yourself. But the thing is, I don't know how fast I can throw like, well, I don't know. So you so got to go to one of those. Um, most of the MLB stadiums have like a thing you can do where you can just like need a ball. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. <laughs> That's fair. They probably do read kind of slow. Yeah. But no, yeah, I got a pretty good knuckleball. I like me and my brother would just play catch all the time and, and my dad play catch and we would, I would just throw knuckle every single pitch, knuckleball, knuckleball, knuckleball. And so I got like a couple different grips, you know, shout out to Kyle. I, I, you know, he doesn't know how to throw one, but if this is a pit, if this is a, uh, a baseball, you know, you're going to want to just stick your nails in right on the seam there and, you know, hold this on like this. And you're just going to kind of do one of these. Okay. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> the secret fluttering all over the place. <laughs> there, there's got to be some advantage to like an extra slow pitch though. <laughs> like you think about the MLB. I mean, their, their slow pitches are what, like 70 miles per hour, maybe something like that sometimes in yeah. the sixties. So like, what if, what if you throw lob down a 30 mile per hour ball you're there? Can they... an yeah. Just, you just go, just lob it in there. Yeah, throw a sky ball that still ends I up think, in the strike zone. Yeah, there's a market for that. Got to bring it back. 
Well, I don't know if it ever was, uh, you know, in the in the pro leagues. I'm but pretty sure I, Zach Grinke, um, who pitches for the Astros, threw an EFIS like this year or last year. Oh, so. shows how much I follow MLB. Yeah, I got it. Oh, dude, there's yeah. there's no reason to watch Cubs baseball anymore. Like, just quit. Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude, everyone's gone. I know the best, you know, you got to rebuild. You guys got that championship. So, I mean, they didn't do it. Like we have, we had basically the same team from the championship and they just like, didn't do anything. So it's fine. You guys had amazing players, but it seems like the, maybe the locker room was a little bit fractured. Well, and everybody, like the thing that you do on the Cubs is you just like swing for the fences every time. And you don't even try to put people on base. I think you're thinking the Yankees. Oh, it's definitely the Cubs. (laughs) Okay. We did. We did send um, <laughs> Dude, the Cubs are. Oh God, I, I can't even get into it because it's kind of triggering. You're a baseball expert over here, Adam. Didn't realize. That's all or, I, dude, that's all I do. Just sit like uh, my fiance's father and I just like uh, yeah. sit on the couch and watch like five games a day, something like that. Except so I, now it's now it's kind of over because uh, the the Cubs aren't. Uh, we kind of lost all of our people. Okay. Yeah. I knew you weren't the expert, so no, you're, you're no, getting no. you're getting the I intel got my from info someone else. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right, a little more fun here. The looking at the uh, New Jersey New York Chat Club website, we got some self-listed hobbies that want to hear about. Maybe maybe they aren't even anything. Maybe you were just throwing them up there for the hell of it. But what's your fascination with Dairy Queen? Um, is it still a fascination or was a crazy this a uh, question? I mean, period. Who doesn't like life? Dairy Queen? You know, it's, that's true. It's amazing. I, blizzards are just the best. Um, I mean, until there's a, until there's a place that can make that type of like ice cream concoction, like with a drive through quick open, pretty late, you know, Dairy Queen's the goat. Do you like, think, do you like when they do the turn upside down thing? Is that part of it for you? Or well, are you just like, give me my fucking Dairy Queen? No, I don't like that because yeah. there it's, it's BS. I've had places that don't do that. And I'll, I'll be like, you have to give that, you have to give that to me for free. And, and they're like, they're, ah, we don't do that. Here. And they're like, no, actually our store does not participate in the upside oh. down Dairy Queen. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're like, then why the fuck did I come here? Yeah. <laughs> I came, I came here for the chance to get a free blizzard and you guys are lying to my face. Um, but yeah, uh, I re- like that type of ice cream thing, which is like toppings, like good, like toppings mixed in there, Oreos, cookie dough, um, just in like vanilla soft serve. It's just genius. And so simple. And like DQ just has it down. Now there's Dairy Queens that do it way better. You know, sometimes you get some lazy teen in there, you know, making a blizzard and it's not mixed right. You got like all the toppings at the bottom or all tops. Yeah. They're they're just there to make money so they can buy drugs and fuck around, you know? Exactly. And, uh, so yeah, I feel like you just got to find those old DQs. Like if you like a grill and chill, like that's too new. Like you yeah. need to go find like the ones that are just like a pop-up like stand, you know? Yeah. I think the ones, the ones that I've gone to that are literally like, they don't have an indoor seating at all. Like those are yes. the ones you go to just the window. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Have you That's happened to, 
Have you had the only thing that I can think of that could potentially compete with Dairy Queen is Culver's concrete mixer. Have you ever had Culver's or no? Culver's. It's it's uh, mostly Midwest. So oh yes, yes, yes. Culver's. Okay. Uh, there's a so Strongsville has um, uh, the place is is so stupid. It has like every single fast food chain you could ever think of. Oh and yeah, just yeah. Adding adding more fast food chains. Like right now we're getting like a Freddy's. We just got like we doubled down on uh, we doubled down on Arby's. Um, we got you know we got like three or four McDonald's. Like it's it's ridiculous. So we got a Culver's like last year, two years ago maybe. Okay. Um, and I think I've had their, I think I've had their their concrete. It, it's like, the, I don't know. It's hard for me to have something top Dairy Queen, like because. I think the Culver's ice cream is like really, it's like a lot more quality and it's like very, it's really rich. Yeah. So it's like, I'm over here, yeah. like I need a large blizzard and it's like, I gotta go to get a large, large Culver's. I can't even eat like half the thing. It's just too much. Well, and it's like $12. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not as widespread either. You gotta, yeah, it's mostly, I think mostly Midwest, maybe, maybe some East West coast, but yeah, Dairy Queen's definitely the go-to I'd. I grew up on Dairy Queen. I, I think the only yeah, Culver's is the only thing I found that maybe can compete to some yeah. extent. But I'm gonna have really to go retry else. it though. I'm, I'm you, gonna I'll, I'll get maybe I'll get one before I leave. Yeah, when you go, you should get their uh, cheese curds. Like just really, if you're if you're lactate intolerant like I am, just a get some cheese curd. curd. You know what cheese curd is? It's is that it's like is that like a fried? Is like it's fried? a deep cheese ball, deep fried cheese ball in ball form. I, I like cheese, but uh, you'll gross. definitely like it. You'll feel very it's, sick after a yeah. couple of them, but you will, you'll like the taste. I'm all about feeling sick after eating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how, you know, that's how you know you did it right. <laughs> find a place Plenty that makes, in there. Yeah. Find a place that makes you overeat like Dairy Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Uh, let's go with, let's go with another hobby here. Video games. Can you elaborate on let give us like the best console and maybe the best Ooh, game? Give us give us your Mount Rushmore video games. That's what Mount we'll Rushmore video games. That's yeah. fun. Um, Halo three. Which, okay, Halo three. Um, uh, Destiny. Can I count Destiny one and two? Just oh. as one thing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I always heard that they were they were getting really pressured from Activision to make Destiny Two, and they like never planned on doing that anyway. And it's pretty mm. much the same game. Yeah. So like, I'm throwing those together. Like I had a lot of fun playing those games. Um, let's see, RBI Baseball. Ooh, shoot, that's tough. I really. So my favorite baseball game ever is RBI Baseball on the NES. So I have to, like two more, right? Um, Apex Legends is really fun. I've been into that. That's like a newer game. You have, you have a split between like old ass games and games that came out two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So Punch Out is another good one. I I never beat it, but that's that's a good one that comes to mind. That that was on NES also. Oh, Punch Zelda, Out with, Ocarina of Time. Is Zelda Punch Ocarina Out with Ocarina. um? Is that yeah. with Little Mac? That's where Little, Little Mac. Ma- is from. Little Mac. Yeah. 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 If, if it was if the game came out today, it would probably he, he'd probably be Little Mac. Little Mac, <laughs> but I—I I mean, there's so many. I should just do a top ten because there's too many games I like. 
Let's um, do it then. Keep rattling. Keep rattling off. Yeah. So I said Zelda Green of Time. I like that game more than Breath of the Wild, but I I, I love Breath of the Wild. Um, I mean, Call of Duty is great. Um, I really do think Warzone is is really fun, but it's so it's just riddled with like bugs and hacks, hackers and stuff. So it's like no fun to play. Call of Duty is one of those games where I just like have a few beers, play with friends, and I'm like, ah, I'm it's, I'm okay. I'm I'm done for tonight. Like I'm good. Yeah, let's well let's break it down. We'll we'll go down like Modern Warfare, like two was probably the best one for me that's yeah that's peak so i'll just say modern warfare 2 uh nfl blitz was sweet um uh, oh tony hawk pro skateboarder 4 yeah that's like my best that's my favorite that's that that would be in my top five probably i i i'm so good at that game i feel like that game is much more therapeutic than like any other game that i've played yeah yeah, most other so, games I'm like getting pissed off that like somebody's killing me or something, and then I'm there. I'm just like, oh fuck, man! You didn't like, I didn't complete a challenge, but like I'm just chilling. Yeah, I mean, it feels really good when you land that trick and you get that special move down. It makes that noise, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I want to I want to put that sound as like my slack notification message yeah. or like the, the sound because i feel like it'd be way less triggering like it would bring back good memes yeah or like a good yeah like you know how when you send a text it goes it goes like or something? yeah like <laughs> have it, yeah that'd be kind of cool that'd be sweet so it sounds like not not much pc gaming or do you do pc i i, I never i i always had a um so I had NES, that was my first system, then N64. We had a PlayStation, but I barely played that. Then PlayStation 2, I play, like played that a crap ton. And then uh, 360, or no, Xbox, then Xbox 360, then Xbox One. You know, I'm, I've been an X, Xbox ever since, but like PlayStation's sweet though. Like I'm not like a, I'm not like a, you know, I'm not going to kill somebody if they have decided that yeah, they're going to yeah. play Dude, we, we have the same, um, almost, actually, I think I did have an NES. So we have the same uh, progression of, of nice. video game consoles. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't bought the, I haven't bought, that's not English. I haven't bought the newest Xbox because it's like expensive as fuck. I got the new one. I got it right when it came out. Um, probably like a, not a smart purchase financially, like speaking, but, um, need it. Yeah. Can't live without it. The, the, the other thing that you do for recovery besides video games is sleep. It, how is it, how is this a hobby? Just cause you take it very seriously and, and uh, really like, no, uh, I mean, I, I love taking naps. Like I'll get into like a really good routine, especially like when I'm training where, I'll, I'll take a nap like every day. Um, sure. A lot of people do that, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I think when I wrote this stuff down, it was a long time ago. You know, I'm a new person now. Like, <laughs> oh, so you're anti, new are, you anti are you anti nap now? <laughs> uh, no, I, I know I'm definitely a nap guy. I just like, <laughs> I just like want to, I don't know. I, I'm not like, I don't take naps all the time. Like I used to. Well, how like, about we we can give you an opportunity to maybe right your wrongs? Give us your hobbies now. 
what is what is, what's changed well yeah oh. what's added to the list or what would you put what would you put on your hobby like resume like because you want to paint yourself as like a a respectable guy uh i mean i i like watching cleveland sports uh like uh you know eating ice cream um love taking naps no, i'm just kidding um <laughs> I just li- I just list all the same, same list in the same yeah. exact uh, video games. Um, yeah, those are my hobbies. So yeah, they haven't really changed, honestly. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I'm, yeah. I get I get mad at people who say that they can't nap. I'm just like, you have. How are you like not tired? Do you like do anything with your life? The thing about napping, though, it, for me at least, is like once I do it once, my body's just like ready to nap every day and if i don't get that nap in the next day yeah it's like i'm really tired yeah I've, I've been getting off the nap train and it's it's been bad yeah your your new work this like fancy silicon valley company they're not a uh, nap pro well, nap. The, well the difference is like i start my first meetings at like noon uh which means like i have meetings all throughout the day but with like old work i was I was on East coast time and there would always be a lull around like 3 PM. Cause people would just be like, Oh, it's four. I'm out. And then I would take like a 40 minute nap and then be like ready to go for my run and like any leftover work and, and get shit done. But can't really do that when work goes until six. Got it. Well, how about then you're drinking a beer throughout this episode. How about we review this beer? Uh, Join in on the fun. Join in on the Beer Mile podcast beer reviews, and let's let's learn about a new one that Adam and I have never tried here. Yeah, it's so it's a really gross beer. It's called Icy Light. I got it as a reward or an, an award at the Pittsburgh Liberty Mile. Um, it's the only beers we had in our fridge here in, at home at my parents' house. It tastes like so. Here it is. It tastes like just your typical like crappy light beer. Like, you know, if you're having a party, people are drinking icy light, probably. Um, you know, it, it tastes like a, maybe like a Keystone or a Coors. You said it's big in Pittsburgh, right? It's a Pittsburgh light beer. Oft, yeah, I'll have to ask my relative. There are a bunch of them live out in near, near Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'll have to ask them about icy light. Let's raise another, it says. Well, how about let's not? <laughs> you know. Let's just one is good. I don't want to don't want any of that in my mouth anymore. Really sipping it slow. Sounds more like a punishment than an award. It is. It is. Yeah, Craig. Like Craig busted open one of the beers like on the uh, podium. Oh yeah, I saw. I saw a picture of that. And they like he he was like, yeah, this is gross. (laughs) Like, think they asked him how it was, and he's just like, tastes like light beer, and yeah. Really nothing special to it. it. Says premium light beer on it. It's like, did they just steal one of the other crappy light beers and just make a nicer looking can and they're like, oh, premium. Yeah. Call it good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sure. know. It sounds like it might even be worse though than some of the light beers if you don't want yeah. another. Cause usually with the light beers, you're like, ah, eh, it doesn't taste great, but like, sure, I can have a few more of those. Yeah. Is high life a light beer? Yeah. I kind of uh, yeah, like call it a light, I call it a light beer. Yeah. I left slaps, I think. I, out of a glass? Ooh, sure. <laughs> That's yeah. the job. What beer do you like? Like, what, are there certain types or, like, specific beers? Like, what, what are your go-tos? 
I feel like it's like super trendy right now, but I'm really into the hazy IPAs. I've always been yeah. like an IPA guy. Um, and yeah, I'm just really liking the hazy stuff. Um, I, I, I like, um, Guinness, um, but like going out to Ireland and going to the, uh, Morton games and stuff that all like almost like ruined Guinness for me because it tastes, it actually tastes better there. And then oh, you, come, that's, you come back home and it's not the same. So that's kind of uh, sad. It's like it never, so never, sad. never meet your heroes. Yes. Um, they, and they just, they, all the, all the bars out there, like all the pubs, they know how to pour it. Um, there's right. actually like a real like science behind how you pour it. And then like, you come out here, I go down the street to the bar and I'm like, can I have a Guinness? And then just pouring it straight in. It's like, what? They're pouring it like a regular <laughs> beer. It's like, that's not how you do it. Um, um, but yeah, I like, I, I typically go, typically go with IPAs. Um, occasionally I'll do like a lager. Yeah. Are you into seltzers at all? Are you, are you above that? Like hard seltzers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I'm more of a, just a non-alcoholic seltzer guy. Oh yeah. I've got, dude, I literally have, uh, This is, from, this is from work today. Nice. Yeah, just just drink like 10, 10 seltzers. It's disgusting. And you're wondering why you're feeling dehydrated. Yeah. You know, I've been drinking so much water. I've been drinking water all day. Yeah. <laughs> you ever pour like, you get like a Nalgene and you pour a seltzer. Like, oh, dude, it, it tastes, it's like, it it tastes like this much liquid. Yeah. 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 It's all carbonation. Yeah. yeah. It's, have you ever like left a LaCroix open for an hour and then drank it? Yeah. So pretty bad. Gross. Pretty so flat. bad. Yeah. Ha- have you done a beer mile before? I guess we're the beer no. mile podcast. Should probably I'm ask. Terrible at chugging. Really? Like, okay. Okay. Can't chug, man. I suck at it. Ha- so you, you haven't even tried? St- no. Haven't even stepped on the line for a whatever a team no, beer mile would, at some point? I would get last. <laughs> oh man! I would, okay. People would be finishing their fourth lap, and I'd be still sipping on that first beer. Man, all right. We're we're trying to scout here and you know find the next big talents in the US and was hoping you were gonna be that guy. But you know who'd be the best you know who'd probably break the world record would be Eric Jenkins. That's Guys, yeah. yeah. We gotta we gotta get him online for doing a uh, our pro beer mile soon. Yeah, yeah, his his chugging speed is certainly top notch. So if he can put that together yeah. with his running, he will yeah. be very good at it. <laughs> yeah he would break four with the beer <laughs> oh come on he, he'd go out honestly eric would break 350 in the mile beer mile oh, for the for the okay gotcha just for the running beer. portion no with the walking <laughs> no way like total, come on total time you get you guys don't understand the beer is like superpowers for it's eric. like doping <laughs> So he'll he'll actually be running like sub fifty second laps with the yeah. the beer in him. Okay, I can see seconds. it. I mm-hmm. can see it. Yeah, that's nuts. One, yeah, we need to get the beer mile added to the Olympics, and then we'll we'll see people running faster for the beer mile than for the. Well, I guess it's the fifteen hundred, hey. but you know what I mean. Faster than the fifteen hundred yeah, yeah. split, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> or we yeah. we can just make the beer Olympics and fuck the regular Olympics. I'm down. Closing questions. Oh, yeah. Closing questions. Let, let's just let's fire them off. Adam, what do you got? Fire them off. 
Uh, I'm going to steal the one that Chris usually asks. If you could be a pro in any other sport, which sport would it be? Baseball. Because you're a knuckleballer. Yeah. <laughs> I should have known. That one was obvious. Yeah. I played baseball. Like I didn't, I didn't, it, I didn't play for my high school team, but I played until sophomore year. Um, center fielder, not that great at hitting. Um, but I'd track it down. I could track down any fly ball. Um, but yeah, I, I miss it. What is it? What does it take to be like a good hitter? It's like, I like, what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, it, like technically, isn't it like kind of impossible for you to like watch the ball as it comes in and react to it real time? Yeah. It's crazy. Like the people at the top level, you have to like, um, you have to be so kind of smart. You got to keep track of like, what's the pitch or what's the count. You know, you have to be, you kind of have to guess, um, you have to be like, all right, he's probably going to throw me a breaking ball. And, um, you just got to watch it come off his hand and you got to, you got to make a reaction. Like it's like comes off his hand. I'm swinging. I'm not swinging. Like it's like, it's, it's insane. So like, yeah, that I just love, I love baseball so much because it's like, think like the average person, they go to the baseball stadium and they go watch a game and it's like, yeah, I'm falling asleep. But if you really pay attention, it's like, you know, what this guy's trying to do is like, impossible. yeah, it's like kind of physically impossible. Yeah. You like, if, if we handed you the bat, you would, like you wouldn't be able to hit the ball ever. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's craziness. Um, and, and, and I mean, it's th- like, that's you, like the pitcher is at such an advantage. That's why they always say good pitching beats good hitting. Yeah. Because the pitcher knows what he's going to pitch. The batter doesn't. Um, I'm going to take another uh, final, final question and ask, what do you, what do you need to change in baseball to make it more entertaining? Is it, is it move, move the pitching mound bat? Do you want to, um, soften up the balls? Are you, are, uh, or, or do you think really baseball fun. is perfect? I think it's, per- I think it's the perfect game. It like the base, the game really hasn't changed in like, uh, I don't know, like since it, since it was created, it's like the dimensions are still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but I don't actually, know. I don't think like anything. Now. I think. I think people, I think what's changing is the, is people in our current day and age with social media and phones, people are just don't have the attention spans to, mm-hmm. to do it. Um, they're, they're used to being able to like get on their, get on their phone, get on social media and just like see the highlights. Like, like I haven't watched like a second of the Olympics live mostly because I keep like sleeping in and, and missing it and just not knowing the schedule. But it's like, I'm so spoiled because I just hop on Twitter and I'm yeah. like, Oh, I'll just get all the highlights right here. Easy. Yeah. Um, so that I, that's what I think. That's what I think it is. Um, I will say they're very different, like baseball in person. It feels like games go by in about a second. It and, does. Then on the, and then on the TV, you're like, what are we doing, man? Like yeah, this is taking yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. It's if, if you, if, if you take any person who's like, um, they think baseball super boring. You take them to like a, uh, a playoff baseball game. They will, I think that they'll quickly change what they think because like the energy at a play playoff baseball game is like, it's, it's insane. Like every single pitch 
every person in the park's watching and cheering yeah. strike mm-hmm. or, you know, if it's a strike or, or ball. Um, and, and even if you don't know like what the hell is going on, you're like, Oh, people like think like this, uh, apparently this pitch is like important. So I'm paying attention yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the in-person, best. in-person games, it, same thing. I didn't actually go to a baseball game until I was like significantly older. And I kind of thought mm-hmm. it was boring growing up, but I don't know. I, I think it's nice that it's actually like a three to four hour game when you're outside yeah. and you're just like having a beer, hanging out. You have, you're like with, if you're with someone, you're like socializing a little bit between the pitches and everything. There's always like energy in the stadium, whatever yeah. little mini things going on. So I, I, it's so fun in person. There's nothing better than getting a hot dog getting a couple hot dogs, like having a beer and, and watching baseball in the summer. Like it's just the best. Going to wait till next year. Now the Cubs are out. So <laughs> not we're not paying for a ticket until next year. Maybe next year I'll get back in the Cubs stadium. <laughs> well, are you guys Chicago guys? Like what, what's yeah, yeah we live, um, we live like about a mile from Wrigley field more or less. So okay. yeah. my brother lived in Wrigleyville for a little while. Yeah, we're pretty close to there. So, yeah, I spent Wrigley, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been to a pro game, not at Wrigley. So I can't really speak to other places. What? But Wrigley is, no, wow. I, I haven't. That blows my mind. I mean, I'm an Iowa guy. We didn't have pro teams. And yeah, but you had know, Iowa I'm, Cubs. Yeah, but that's, well, okay, I'm not talking about minor league. Like, I'm not, no uh, minor league. I'm the, talking about other pro baseball teams. I've never been to another one besides the Cubs. Blast. Minor league games are a blast. Yeah, we had a like a 1A team. Either one, yeah, I think they were one A, really close to where I grew up. So I went to those games all the time. But uh, no, the I've never been to anything besides Wrigley. But I will say Wrigley is freaking fun and super high energy. So I don't know. I'm sure all I'm sure all stadiums are like that. Not all stadiums. Yankee Stadium sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's too big. It's like the fans are terrible. Um, Yeah, Fenway was really cool though. Definitely want to go there. I, 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 dude, I the, wish um, I wish you could have tailgating at all, uh, all of the parks. Just because, like, I was up at a Brewers game recently and was like, "Man, I only have to buy one ten dollar beer uh, during the game." Like, it's pretty sweet. Like, very, oh, very cost effective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the whole thing with tail. That's yeah, that's tailgating. Like before, like Browns games, like. I mean, you have to, to like just deal with it. Exactly. Well, you better watch (laughs) Like, bands are pretty damn good. Um, (laughs) But back in the day, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the the Bears fans do it too. Yeah. Soldier Field. Soldier Soldier Field. Great place. Which is apparently moving. Oh. To the burbs, right? Yeah, to the burbs, which is like, why do why do you live in the city? Hmm. Such a pain. All right, next question. Who's your role model? Oh man, that's a hard one. I mean, there's a lot of people like I look up to. You can name more than one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Um like I get really in, like inspired by people who deal with injuries and come back stronger. So there's like, just like a whole list of people like that are like that just off the top of my head, like big Centro fan. Devin Allen is freaking awesome. Jenna Prandini, English gardener. These are all just like teammates of mine. Um, mm-hmm. 
like my 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 big brother Andy, obviously like big, you know, just him being my my brother, a big big role model and um, person I still look up to. Um, like, oh man, there's so many. I don't know. <laughs> I could probably just sit here for an hour and just list the list people that I really that are just role models for yeah. me. I feel like, yeah, that's a, that's a hard question to answer in the running world. Cause it's like, Oh, like every, there is, there is far less glory. Um, and a lot of people who are just like fucking grinders that yeah. are really easy to look up to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's your favorite race that you've ever, um, been in? Oh, um, I'm a, Ooh, that's tough. Uh, the Tracktown Summer Series was a lot of fun. Probably not my favorite though. Um, Fifth Ave is awesome, the Fifth Ave Mile. Mm-hmm. But I will say the Guardian Mile this past weekend was that's up there. Like that was it. That race is so good. Favorite, my all-time favorite though. I don't know. I probably have. I probably have a favorite. I just can't. I'm blanking right now. Um, sorry, I'm gonna take up the whole podcast trying to think. No, of the, my... <laughs> you're good. I pro- probably like Olympics 2024, right? I, I would say that Paris is probably gonna, Ooh, you know that's my little... favorite race. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My role model is actually mean four years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that <laughs> little foreshadowing. Okay, building on that, then, what is your favorite post-race party you've ever been to? Yeah. Okay. Sir Walter always has a pretty good one. Um, I mean, fifth, fifth Ave went like rest in peace. Coogan's that, 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 that was, that's hard to beat that. That's like, it also, Oh man, that's so yeah. Coogan's is awesome. Uh, I'm just going to keep naming places. Uh, you know, try the Olympic trials, like, that i don't know like it i don't understand why wild duck is the spot people go to at the trials and these big meets but wild duck sucks and i don't and people think that that's like the best like that's the spot but no you like you need to go like either downtown or like well taylor's isn't there anymore i guess but go somewhere else Um, the only reason people go there is because they know other people will be there like you just gotta break them all yeah I, I heard, I actually heard that there used to be a bar. So there wild duck is at the, the ground floor of this apartment building. And before that apartment building went up, there used to be a bar like right where it was. Um, that used to be the spot back in the day and they tore that down and then built the apartment building. So, um, maybe that's why it's kind of like all the old people know that like, Oh, we used to go here and there's a bar there now. So like that, let's make that the spot. So that's my theory. Geographically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> located or, uh, convenient. That's the what. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. It yeah. is really close. It is convenient for sure. <laughs> uh, favorite genre of music or, uh, like current artists that you're listening to. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really like, I, I just like good music. Um, so, you know, like country and stuff isn't like, I don't like country. Cause, um, Cause that's not good music. Not good no, music. I just like good music. So like I, if you look at my Spotify, 
like I have, I got like a liked, you know, you, you know how you can like songs. I probably have, well, let me just look. I got like thousands of songs I've liked and it's really crazy. So like if I just pull up my shuffle, it'll oh, go, shuffles, from, like, yeah. it'll go from like something it like the Beatles to like uh, DMX. Like <laughs> it's just really all over the place. Um, but lately I've been listening to a little bit of Vince Staples, a little bit of The Cure and a little bit of Claro. I just like any, I really kind of like funky kind of stuff, um, upbeat, just if it's good, I like it, but it's good. I, I put Claro <laughs> on my, uh, my Spotify playlist. Gonna have to listen to her. Yeah. She's kind of cute. Yeah. That doesn't give her, hurt. Give her a try. <laughs> I keep, people good album. keep people are good at singing, right? I think. Yeah. Always. I don't know any singers that aren't cute, so they must <laughs> <laughs> it must go hand in hand, right? What what's uh what's a I don't know, I guess what's your favorite food or like what would be your your last meal if you were could have anything that probably, you wanted? Probably like barbecue chicken pizza. Oh, okay, very specific. Yeah, I like pizza. Or I'll just say pizza. Probably, pizza. Probably. Pizza you can um, mix it up enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna let if they're gonna let me pick my toppings, like if that's like if I was stranded on an island and I could just like I had a pizza oven and unlimited toppings and dough, I'm I'm gonna live there forever, you know. Pizza is like the most versatile food you can any meal switch up the toppings. Okay, but do you eat more pizza? Do you have pizza more often or ice cream more often? Ice cream. I didn't know that ice cream counted. That's food. That's that's the dessert. So pizza's the meal or the entree. Yeah. And then ice I mean, cream's I really the dessert. Like, I like burgers, fries. I love like I basically wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for chicken fingers. Like, that's like <laughs> all I ate growing up was chicken fingers and cereal. Um so yeah, I mean that that's all my favorite food. I, I don't eat it as much though. Like I like can't do cereal anymore. No, I can't. It, it makes me feel like crap. It doesn't matter which one it is. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can't stop after one bowl. I got to eat like half the box at least. Exactly. Exactly. It's like crack. And then you feel the insane, terrible sugar rush. And yeah, yes. not good. Not good. Follow up question on pizza. Uh, is pineapple allowed on pizza? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Are you, a, are you a no pineapple camper, Adam? Everyone's I, think- ent- I mean, everyone's entitled to their own oh, wrong opinion. I love Hawaiian pizza that's a great uh, a great ch- dude it's a great choice come on i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't I, pick it as my first choice every time but if it's there at the party or whatever i'll, I'll have a slice of that and uh, a slice of something yeah, else yeah, if, if it's the only thing available i'll eat it but like it's not my first choice there's this spot that made a really good hawaiian pizza um here in ohio um can't remember the name of it but um they put like a little cinnamon like sprinkled cinnamon over the whole thing and it was like a game changer maybe that would like ease me into the pineapple because it just really like i can do the canadian bacon that's that's easy but the pineapple just like throws me for a loop well, it it like i can go canadian bacon or just regular bacon it's good both oh the Indians just hit a home run something my dad's listening to the game in the other another room <laughs> let's check the score real quick see hopefully we're bringing some good juju oh is uh, is sports gambling legal in ohio gambling yeah no i don't think so 
one day. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm afraid to get into that because, like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to lose the house, you know? Like, it's, yeah, don't. Yeah, it's don't. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Do you guys bet on the Olympics? I, ha- I didn't. I haven't. No, I didn't want to, like, I feel like it's such a pain in the ass to, like, go figure that out for international stuff. But, like, anything yeah. um, in the U.S., because we're in Illinois, we can – like we can either do like DraftKings. There's a few Illinois legal vendors, which is sweet, but I, I don't, I don't really get into it. So I yeah, can keep the house. Yeah. Good. That's, that's really it. It's a pain in the, just like a pain in the ass to figure out at this point. It's not like easy yeah. enough yet to, yeah. to do, but I think it would be really fun. Like I would do it if I didn't have to like oh, yeah. use a VPN and some other random shit. Yeah. Did you bet on anything Colby or no? I didn't. No. no. Man. I mean, I would have bet on, um, it, I, I probably, I probably would have, well, actually, I don't know if I would have bet my, my, I mean, I had on my, I had central meddling, so it's really sucks. He didn't make it. Um, I had Kerr meddling and I think I, I I think I picked Jakob to win. Okay, okay, safe bet. But yeah. So Chariot I, not even in the top three, man. No, you know I I see I get crazy. I mean I didn't even pick Cole Hawker to make the final because I, I I know he's certainly capable. Obviously, he just did it, but I um I was just I just thought he might just kind of be like little young inexperienced, and I thought he might just get boxed in or something. That's mm-hmm. that's actually what I felt like, and he. Maybe maybe this is me like judging it wrong, but I feel like he's got not that he's gotten lucky every time to not be boxed in, but he doesn't do anything uh, tactical in his favor in the race. From which which is why I thought he wasn't going to make the finals. Yeah, from my like very few races I've seen him run, um, it seems like he's he sometimes he puts himself in pretty bad positions, but he's just so good that he can. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But I was like, at that level, at the Olympic level, like there's so many amazing guys in there that it's going to be hard to make a mistake and get away with it. Um, so that was just my thinking with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he proved me wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, current Jakob. Yeah. Then you still you still got those two. Those hey, might come. I do. Chris got the small cue. Yeah. By the, right. by the time this comes out, uh, this podcast comes out, we'll know if if you got those two guys right and or not. I, I have Chariot. I had Chariot. Everybody says, well, Chariot, Chariot. But I, I had him in my mind. I was like, okay, hey, he's going to take it out hard. And he's going to be winning with like 120, 110 to go. And he's going to, one person is going to pass him. Maybe like, yeah, maybe like 80 to go or so. One person is going to pass him and he's going to like, just kind of fall apart a little bit. And like, two or three other people are going to pass. Like, Oh, I'm okay with silver. Oh, bronze. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) One of those. Yeah. It certainly Um, happened. We'll find out soon enough. All right. I think, I think I've got one left. Let's close it out. Um, Give us a closer. All right. The old reliable closer. If you had one day left to live and money was no object, what would you do? And you're allowed to be selfish. We said this in our we said this in our last episode because okay. like uh, every, everyone wants to do the same thing and hang out with their family, but like go oh, nuts. Come on, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, they can be there. I, I like 
I'm I'm waking up as early as I can. When can I wake up? Can I oh, can I one, one in the morning? Yeah, you could check. Okay. It's your last day. Just hit the hit the energy drinks I'm and buying, go all in. I'm buying like so many boxes of Pokemon and magic cards and I'm <laughs> ripping for like 2 hours or at least just ripping packs. And then and while I'm doing this all day, I'm going to just going to be eating garbage food like so many burgers and donuts and ice cream and fries. Um, I'll probably sneak a nap in. Um, uh, I want to say I'll probably go to like an Indians game. Um, really waste kind of not. I want to say I don't want to say wasting like three or four hours, but that, I mean, while you I'm can there, I'll probably advocate. just get hammered. Yeah, drunk. Um, eat a million hot dogs i was gonna be eating a lot of food um uh maybe if i can sneak in some video games yeah full full just like me day if it's my last day yeah i mean yeah of course like my girlfriend and family like they can they can be there while i'm doing all this stuff i love them love for them them to be there for sure but um but we're doing what i want to do right like yeah and no debbie downers allowed like, <laughs> I like I, that. I'm surprised. I really thought you were going to say you'd want to go on like a 22 mile long run, you know, dude. <laughs> no, I'm not running. Uh, on your last day no here. Yeah. Way. Fuck, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Colby, for coming on the podcast. Right. Appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. Uh, any, anything you want to shout out or, I don't know, hype up the listeners? words of wisdom any anything to to leave everybody with um i just want to give a shout out to uh you know shout out to my friends um i want to my and my girlfriend mary and um uh, my family um i uh you know if any anybody wants to you know help me out sponsor me venmo me some cash so i can continue to you know go to altitude training. Uh, that'd be great. Um, put that, we'll put those links in the description <laughs> for sure. Um, I, on my Instagram story, once I, I, I put my hair in my, a ponytail and I was like, I, if somebody pays me like a thousand dollars, I'll cut the ponytail off and I'll, I'll mail it to you. And Craig, <laughs> uh, mailed me or he then won me like $10 and 69 cents. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I didn't do it, but, but yeah, he, yeah, he got you ten dollars closer. You still needed the other nine hundred ninety. Only nine hundred bucks, but <laughs> I don't know. I would say if you guys should go to anyone listening should go to Dairy Queen and order the off-menu secret Blizzard that not many people know about, called the Cookie Jar Blizzard interesting just, just trust me it's the best blizzard they have it's my it's my go-to is this only a participating blizzard. dairy queens though every dairy queen every day it's every queen. okay it's not like the upside down bull crap okay it's like good. well you know you know like the i think it's the peanut buster parfait that's an i'm pretty sure that's an off the menu item okay it's like getting oh, really? animal style yeah yeah Fries. okay or burger i guess i don't know done 
I know yeah. what I'm doing. Know what I'm doing after this? Going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> if there were one near me, that actually sounds really freaking good, and I would go. But I don't. I don't oh, think dude, there's I'm, one within driving distance. I'm for uh, sure going. I'm gonna take a break in the middle of my work day tomorrow just to eat fucking ice cream. I'm gonna nice. go get a cookie jar. Yeah. And also, what you could do too, if you're feeling crazy, you could you could ask for chocolate ice cream instead of vanilla ice cream for the blizzard. Oh, spicy! Like right. I said, I really, really wanted some chocolate. <laughs> That's good. good to switch it up sometimes. Will the workers look at you weird for that or now? Yeah. All good. They know, no. they know it's up. Okay. I know it's up. Okay. Cool. Thanks Colby. The words of wisdom, man, yeah. Le- leaving us with the important, important things that people need to take advantage of in life. Really appreciate this, this is good. <laughs> All right. Best, well, best, best of luck in your future races and training. And uh, yeah, hope you, hope you survive the, the parents house as well. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you'll know if I don't. If I don't show up to Falmouth, you know I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) A-T-W-H-I, and there we have it. We, the Beer Mile community, Beer Mile Nation. Mr. Colby Alexander. That was a fun one. I I feel like we started, like, that was the inverse of uh, our last podcast where we we started off... um, talking not about running. And then this one, we started off talking about running and then somehow I was Googling how expensive magic cards were. We covered the whole spectrum today. We truly got into the hobbies uh, of Colby and got definitely learning a lot on this podcast. We always say that, but I learned a lot during this episode about magic, about baseball, about pizza, about Dairy Queen, the list goes on. And another uh, one of our guests participating in the beer review And I will say that my beer probably tastes better than what the beer was that he was drinking during that episode because he sounded very miserable forcing that thing down over the course of 90 minutes. That's unfortunate. I I really I'm going to do my uh, due diligence on uh, asking my family if they like that or not, because I feel like it's got to be one of those that is either like a, a has a cult following or is just like hated by everybody, but somehow still manufactured. Yeah, I want to know this story too because why they're they're giving this out as the award in front of all these people like as a promotional thing but then the people that are drinking it that they're giving it to as a award are like this is the worst beer I've ever had like that's like the that's reverse marketing that's like Yeah, what? And Craig drank it in front of like however many hundreds or maybe thousands of people and allegedly said like uh oh, it's like tastes like light beer like it's yeah. not a stellar review you know and nps score going down actively not promoting it just yeah, yeah, saying this thing sucks that's so let, let's get into the beers that we're drinking this episode and give you our expert opinions as we always do our expert palettes so i've got if you listen to the episode with willie fink I talked about a couple of the Colorado native beers, actually two of them to be exact, the Hellas and the, I think it was called the local maybe if I remember mm-hmm. right. Now I got the third in the sampler pack. It's uh, the mountain lager. It's called high country country, high country. So that's my beer on this one. Another light one, 3.7%. Wow. That's even, that's a, that's Mickey, Mickey ultra levels. So I guess uh, you're supposed to be drinking those when you go up the mountain. These are, yeah, these are basically, this is fuel. This is basically like, I mean, it's, it is vegetables. It's just, this is kind of like when you go to a restaurant or whatever, and they give you like a 
crappy little iceberg side salad that you have to eat before the real deal. Yeah. That's kind of what this is. You're like, this isn't food. This isn't beer. Like it's not, it's not actually beer, but it's like, I got to eat it. Cause it's like, you know, got to get some greens in me, even if it's not the best greens, it's like some greens. So that, that's what this beer is. You know, you got to get it, get it in you and yeah, it'll help you poop, you know, slides everything right out. <laughs> Adam, what are you drinking today? <laughs> I am drinking Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. It's uh, 6.7% ABV. And I feel like after our talk with Willie Fink, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I can definitely feel like this is a balanced IPA. It's not too, um, you know, it's the IBUs for the ABVs. They check out A-OK. So it's like when you put on glasses and then you feel smarter because you have glasses on. You talk to Willie Fink. And now you think you know more about beer. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, hey, it, it's proven scientifically that this putting is like, on glasses makes you feel smarter. So it makes you post, look smarter. This is the post Willy world. Like we should call this, um, we should start measuring years. Just like this is year zero AW after Willy. It's like now we're educated. Smart men. We're ready. Ready to set up the home brewing kit. That'll be our next endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can, yeah, I can't. Once, once Chris is back in Chicago, we're going to like brew beer in his bathtub or something like that. Find a spot. Always can find room for the important things. And <laughs> so the, the hazy IPA as well, that's what Colby said. He's been digging lately for his favorite beers. So how fitting of you to pull yeah, down a hazy IPA. We always have a, a good stocking of hazy IPAs. Uh, even though I think, I think my, I think my fiance's dad and I are the only people that drink beer in this house, which is kind of concerning. Okay. Maybe a little bit of a tangent here, but how long have hazy IPAs really been like a big thing? It's it's pretty recent, right? I think like a year, maybe like 18 months to two years. I don't know. Okay. Okay. It feels pretty recent. That's what it feels like to me. I didn't know if I was just completely out of the beer culture loop. I'm sure they've existed for a long time, but I never, until like two years ago, two years ago, they were, they were the seltzer of two years ago. Okay. Yeah. I, that's how I feel about uh, sours too. I'm just like, they're, they're everywhere now. I think, yeah, and, sours are up and coming like right now. Yeah. Okay. Which is, well, which is not great. No, I know. I not, not a big fan of these new hazy IPAs. You know, I could, I could do those, hazy but IPAs yeah, sour, sours, eh, not so much my thing, but yeah, let's dive in. I'll keep this one brief and simple. High country mountain lager. It's, I, I think it's pretty dang good, actually, as far as like going in, you know, you're trying to get a light beer and not a lot of alcohol, just something that's easy to drink. And once again, just like the others in the sampler pack, go like at least a nine on drinkability, maybe 10. I don't know. It's up there. You could drink this all day. It's water and taste. It it doesn't have like any, it almost like doesn't taste like anything. It's almost <laughs> like, but in a good way, I mean that in a good way. It's not like a, yeah. so, I mean, like if you're focused the, on just trying to get volume down, that's, that's fine. Exactly. You have some of those lighter beers sometimes and they'll have like a kind of an off taste that's just like, uh, you get like, used to tastes, it, but you're like, this tastes like water that's been in a can. Yeah. This tastes good from first sip to the end, but good in like just barely above like water taste. Yeah. Kind like of, the, kind of a way. the marginal utility of you drinking it is barely enough to keep you drinking it exactly it's so it's there so i'll say compared to other lagers you know it's probably like a an eight you know it's up there it's pretty good compared to all other beers it's like a five pretty middle maybe a four 
I don't know. There's just Oof. not a lot of flavor going on, but overall, I think it's what I need right now. X factor is it's going to make me run faster tomorrow. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, for, for mine, Sierra Nevada, actually, I, I kind of fucks with Sierra Nevada. I drank a lot of that in college. Um, taste, I would say compared to other IPAs, which I usually expect like pretty good taste out of, I would, I would put this at like, maybe a six compared to other IPAs and like a four compared to all other beers. Um, but what is different about this IPA is that I think it's like compared to other beers, I would say like an eight for drinkability. Like it doesn't, it doesn't taste that bad. It's more just like a lack of taste. And I'm kind of with an IPA, I'm looking for something that's not water. Um, but at 6.7%, it's basically free. So drinkability is pretty high. That's that's what you like to hear for a hazy IPA. I, I think that's one of the big advantages of a hazy over a regular IPA. I feel like I can drink a lot more of them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like hazy IPAs aren't like too harsh if you're if you're not a huge fan of IPAs. This one not I would a, not a hops guy. Yeah. That's what Willie's one I would me. probably hops guy. Yeah. This one I would probably prefer like actually eating food because then I actually get like I get flavor from something else rather than I'm expecting it from the beer and it just kind of tastes like fizzy water. Well, there you go. There's our beer reviews for this episode. Let it hit us up and let us know what other beers we should review or leave in the Apple five-star review that you're going to give us anyway. Le- leave us in there. What beers we should be reviewing next. And we will absolutely do it. And we are always, always also open to listeners sending us beers from their local breweries and we'll review those as well yeah, just just don't put uh ghb in there what's ghb that's the roofie drug oh god <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll pretend like i knew what that was uh not, i'm not allowed to have ghb anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah adam might have too much fun if you put a little sprinkled dust in there so keep that away please but We've reviewed listener beers before from their local breweries and those definitely hit different. They hit like, I mean, it's also for breweries too. If you want to send us your beers, it's probably going to get an 11 out of 10 if we got it from you uh, as a gift, you know? Yeah, of course. Dude, I think, um, I think a good t-shirt we should make is uh, listener beers hit different. Oh yes. A good good logo tee. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know what I don't know what the well, that's perfect. I don't know what the best phrase would be for this, but basically, like, like we're, we're, we're we have integrity. We aren't we want we aren't biased unless you pay us money to promote your brand, and then then it's the best product out there. I was trying like similar similar to listener beers. Should, different. Be like, do, um, sponsor sponsor beers or or like whatever. Are we we are we are completely unbiased unless you pay us or something? I don't know. Dude, that should do that. That should be the that should be the front of the shirt. Like the most unbiased podcasters alive, and then on the back of it says "unless you sponsor us." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Another good shirt idea. Boom. We'll get Prodigy runs on it. <laughs> okay, let's close this thing out. Anything that we need to leave the listeners with today. Dude, I feel like we need to start making like a database of all the shit that we've said because we're going to like repeat words of wisdom at some point. Well, we always have new listeners, people who maybe missed an episode, people who oh, skip true. the outro. I mean, actually, no one skips the outro. The outro is usually the best part of the episode, but true. 
Are we honestly, honestly though, like if the podcast continues to grow someday, we probably will need to have either us or someone like literally go back through every episode. And like, yeah, it would be really nice to have, uh, the oh god i'm blanking on the word like the manuscript the uh translation of each one because then that's good for seo it would also be nice to have yeah the beer that we reviewed each episode the ratings which we'd have to listen back through to get uh obviously guess what we talked about um we need an intern words of wisdom so yeah like all of those things are something that like if you were trying to really go all out with the podcast you would have a podcast page on your website yeah. for each one and it would go through each of the topics do you think the um, time stamps everything we need an intern do you think uh mona Lewinsky is still like looking for work or she uh, out of the I intern mean, game i haven't we i haven't snapped her we used to snapchat like a couple times a week i haven't snapped her for a week or two now but i could see i mean usually we don't talk about uh you know this kind of this kind of work when we talk we usually talk about are other you, things but yeah are you, are you tight with bill then he's he's kind of like an uncle i'd say you know oh, kind of like that that uncle that of, you don't really one of, those, you, one of those uncles yeah you don't really know how you feel about him like he's that family you, but yeah that you, you know. get molested by yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck where did this, family <laughs> where did this podcast go we were like oh it's gonna be short and now we're just talking about how bill clinton is chris's uh uncle molester (laughs) pedophile uncle this is exactly where it was meant to go oh if you're still listening right now (laughs) send us a dm on instagram and tell us that you're still listening just so that we know we just want to know that someone heard this say yeah say something about bill clinton or monica Lewinsky. let us know that you're still listening okay my Uh, i've got i've got words of wisdom yeah Um, fire away let's go so mine's a mine's a quote from robert downey jr this is like how I operate at work. Um, and like somehow it just, it kind of worked out for me. So it's either like lucky or, or maybe it's actually good advice. Um, but his quote is, uh, listen, smile, agree, and then do whatever the fuck you were going to do anyway. That is actually very useful because there's so many battles that aren't even worth fighting. It's better to just, yeah, just like, I don't don't, care. Don't even waste your time fighting. Someone's not going to change their mind. I'm not even going to fight it. I'm just going to be like, yep. Okay. Got it. Or just like, just like stop second guessing yourself or like looking for other people's opinions. Just like YOLO, send it. That too. Oh, wow. You actually had, you actually did some research and like brought in an actual quote from somebody right now, like cited it and everything. Or or, I I thought about it on my run earlier today. uh, Cause I I was just like, I think it might've come up on like an Instagram reel or something. And I was like, Oh, that, that quote fucks. Oh, okay. It came up somewhere. I was going to say, you're just thinking about Robert Downey Jr. on your, on your runs. That's, that's cute. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't put it past me. Now, now you got me Googling words of wisdom and trying to um, find something that's on the same level of this yeah, quote. Yeah, I've got one. Uh, dude, Carson, big ass. Just get a big ass and life comes easy. That's words of wisdom. Whether you're a dude or a chick or somewhere in between, get a big ass. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got to hit the squat rack. Let's go. Let's get, I, get those I don't games. Even, I don't even want to know how little my like squat max would be right now. It's probably very dismal. Yeah. Yeah. I have not touched a weight this summer, so I don't know. I definitely not a lot. We'll put it that way. Uh, okay. Well, there's a twofer from Adam. I will. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm scrolling through these. Should I just say one of these dumb ones or should I? <laughs> just, I wonder if there's like a Google for like a random quote. Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll just, I'll just, th- this is a page of 50 of them. I'm just going to like scroll really fast for like three seconds and I'll find one. Okay. So my words of wisdom for this episode, we're going to do, we're going to leave it up to fate. We're going to leave it up to the random quotes of the Google internet, the the Google internet of the internet. And I'm just going to scroll and we're going to find one and it's going to be this quit or be exceptional averages for losers. Hey, that's actually something we kind of say that that fucks. That's a good quote. Yeah, that's what that's what we've said before about mediocrity. That's actually perfect. Quit or be that, exceptional. Don't dude. don't just half ass it, you know? Either Man. quit and go on to something else or just own was, own what you're doing. Dude, it was meant to be. Wow. Okay, that was a good scroll. <laughs> perfect. Good to know for the future that I can just not think about these things ahead of time and just find <laughs> someone else's advice. Oh, all right. Thanks everyone for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. Get it?